Hey, this is Marty McFly, and you're listening to Hydrate Level 4 Presents Podstalgic, a film podcast on core temp arts. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you telling me you built a time machine out of a podcast? Welcome to another episode of Podstalgic. This is a podcast where we take a nostalgic look and rediscover movies new and old. But for this episode, we are doing the third edition, I I guess we can call it, of Movie Wars. So joining me for this Movie Wars is Amanda from Amanda's Picture Show, A Go-Go. How are you doing, Amanda? I'm good. How are you, Peter? I'm doing good. I I, I got the name right, right? The uh, your yes. podcast. Okay. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I know it rhymes in there somewhere. It does. So you gotta have <laughs> you gotta have a, like a certain cadence, you know, for it to sound good. But yeah. um, for the listeners that may have missed it, you were recently on our very first movie game episode, which I've I've had like maybe two people reach out and say movie game sounds good. I'm like, but it's so generic. You know, like, (laughs) I don't know if we can come up with anything else, but I like the the mystique of it. It's like, ooh, movie game, you know, like, like, let me listen to see what this game is about. So I don't know. Maybe we'll keep that one called movie game, Uh, but go check it out. We got a lot of love from that episode. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I had a a friend that I met through podcasting recently who tweeted out to us like, oh, my God, that was so fun. So, yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Nerd on Nerd in the UK. I did see them uh, tweet us at uh, about that, and uh, I invited them to be a future contestant. So yeah, we. Um, I think Ooh. this is also. I, I think I've had people say they want to get on a movie wars, but that movie game. I'm I'm getting a couple, a handful of people that uh, want to be future contestants. So, uh, but I think Chris from Screen Addicts pointed out that uh, Steven actually tied with me. So yes. I think we, we need to do a rematch with Steven for sure. E- even though we kind of joked about it that, that uh, we were going to do a rematch, but he actually, uh, he, he's owed one, I guess. Yes, yes, definitely. So um, can you fill in the listeners about what you do over at your podcast? Yeah, sure. So as Peter said, I host Amanda's Picture Show, A Go-Go, and it's a movie podcast. I watch new releases or older films, but the, uh, you know, the hook is at least one person has to have never seen the film before. And, you know, super easy for new releases, not as easy for older films. And then I'm also really into the Oscars. So I do a lot of coverage, especially during Oscar season with some bonus episodes and things like that. Yeah, that must be really nice um, because you get to watch a lot of uh, the new releases. Uh, I don't get a whole lot of chances to, so I'll take your word for uh, those nominees and stuff like that. I'll I'll come to you. You'll be the SME. Awesome. (laughs) But first and foremost, check out your show um, and also check out uh, Movie Game. Uh, That's like, what, 47, 48 minutes. It was really fun. Yeah, not too long. Not too long. Uh, this one might be a little bit longer just because it is different. But uh, mm-hmm. for anybody that is tuning in to Movie Wars for the first time, uh, what's going to happen here is Amanda and I, we chose uh, two different years. She chose 2001 and I chose 2004. Uh, we have 15 categories that we're going to go down, kind of like the Oscars. And uh, we are going to kind of just list what we selected for each topic or each category, rather. and. Mm-hmm just kind of discuss why we had it in there um so amanda this is today was actually the first time you listened to an episode of movie wars yes like uh tell me tell me about your process coming up with your list because it's like a jigsaw puzzle 
It is like a jigsaw puzzle. So my process is I did look up the, because part of it is it has to be the top 30 grossing movies of that year. That's so correct. So I couldn't, uh, some of my favorite movies from that year, including tied for my favorite movie of all time came out in 2001 is not in the top 30 grossing movies isn't that crazy (laughs) Uh uh-huh which i mean we'll get to that in honorable mentions at the end but (laughs) i i was like oh man i can't use that one or that one or that one so looking at the top 30 and then i started trying to lock down like specific like okay i know i'll definitely use that for this this one could be used in like five different places. This one I could could work here and just trying to kind of, yeah, like you said, it's like a puzzle. And so, yeah, then I sort of chose the ones that I th- figured had to go in certain p- spots and then sort of moved things around from there. Yeah, that's kind of how I did it, too. And I think the first time we did this, I think it was 1984 versus 89. And I had 84. And so when I chose that year initially, I was like, oh, I, I, had, I had all these movies in mind. A lot of them weren't even in the top 30. So, <laughs> and yeah. with this one, I looked past the top 30. I go, oh, man, I couldn't use those. And again, like you mentioned, we'll kind of bring those up in honorable mentions. But um, being limited to the 30, it obviously makes it more difficult. And I had to kind of um, shift things around quite a bit, actually. I go, oh, mm-hmm. uh, this movie here should go in writing. And then I go, now, wait a minute. But there's a person in there that deserves a breakthrough performance nod. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's really about the fit. Um, and so that's kind of what this movie wars is about. We're going to explain why we chose it in, you know, chose like a particular movie for that specific category. So uh, I will go ahead and read off the list of the categories, and then uh, we will kind of just jump right into it after that. So our very first category is going to be special effects. And then uh, category two is fight scene. Number three is writing. Number four is soundtrack. Five is sequel or prequel. Uh, that was amended because uh, I think I think I didn't have like I think originally it was sequel, but I didn't have a sequel in my list, so we added prequel to it. Um, yeah, well, and with the way that movies go nowadays, that makes sense. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Uh, then after that, we got horror, uh, then family movie, comedy, action, drama, breakthrough performance, villain, director female performance and male performance. So um, very similar to the Oscars. And breakthrough performance, um, obviously we'll, we'll get to it, but just to kind of, just I, I guess, bring it up now, basically it's not like their first role, but it's the one that people would say, oh yeah, I remember them from this movie. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, it's not like um, best new actor or actress or anything like that. So I, I think we had to kind of, Explain that in the in the first two movie wars. So Amanda, you're the guest. You chose 2001, and it does come first numerically. So mm-hmm. why don't you go ahead and uh, go first with special effects? Okay, with special effects for 2001, I chose Pearl Harbor, mm. and it was nominated for best special effects at the Oscars that uh, for the 74th Academy Awards. 
That's awesome. Yeah, I, I remember watching that in the movie theater and enjoying it very much. Um, at that time, I had already been enlisted in the military, but I haven't oh. gone to like basic training or anything like that. Uh, obviously, that was before... That was before 9-11 uh, because 9-11 actually yeah. happened in the middle of my basic training. Oh, so, wow. Um, yeah, we were all pretty scared shitless that we were going to go uh, straight to war after we graduated from basic training, and which wasn't mm-hmm. the case and it wouldn't be for another few years. But uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, very much, actually. I think just because I had just enlisted, I'm like, hey, military, uh-huh. <laughs> America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yay, America. Yeah, I actually saw Pearl Harbor on a school trip in the ninth grade. Interesting. Uh-huh. I remember my, what? not geography, uh, geology teacher, it was like Earth Sciences. He was so excited because he found some sort of link to Pearl Harbor that could work for a science class to be able to get the money to take the class to, <laughs> to see a movie. Oh, interesting. Um, but that movie's got like everybody in it too. I mean, they have mm-hmm. the feature, uh, Jennifer Garner and Ben Affleck, you know, uh, yep. in the movie as well, Josh Hartnett and all that. Uh, I was always, I don't know about you, but um, that love triangle, it, it made me feel some type of way. Uh, you know, when Ben Affleck, spoiler alert for a movie <laughs> that's 16 years old, yeah. <laughs> uh, but Ben Affleck supposedly dies, but then comes back. Like, uh, mm-hmm. wh- wh- what do you, what do you do at that point? You know, you clearly have moved on to Josh Hartnett, but Ben Affleck is like back from the dead and he did no wrong. What do you do? So it was definitely, uh, an mm-hmm. interesting dynamic there. Oh yeah. I remember being 15 and crying. <laughs> <laughs> I might have too, and I was probably like 17. Um, All right, that's a very good one. Uh, Special effects, I went with a movie that actually won for Best Visual Effects. I don't know which, uh, so what, 78, I guess? If you said 74, this is what, four years later, three years later? Three years Um, later. uh, Hold on. 2000, so the 77th Academy Awards. All right. Hey, come to Podstalgic to learn math. Uh, so I went with the winner of visual effects, and I went with Spider-Man 2. Oh, okay. Yeah, so Doc Ock. Doc Ock had those tentacles. Uh, you think about like the, the train sequence where he's trying to stop the train. Um, the, uh, the I don't know, that big old image of the sun or whatever the, the thing was that Doc Ock made. There's just a lot of things to go through. Oh, the the when Doc Ock throws the, the, the car through the restaurant where yes. Peter and MJ was sitting. Yeah, which was like a huge thing in all the previews at the time. Yeah, it really was. And, you know, hindsight, it may not be as clean as it could be, but hey, you know, it's it was a step in the right direction. Um, so, yeah, I, I think uh, it looked amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, (laughs) I think that's a really good choice for special effects. I'll admit that was one of my harder ones to pick because some of the, I mean, Pearl Harbor was nominated that year and the special effects are good, but the one that won the year for 2001, uh, I have later on. Uh, yeah, same thing with me. I, I had another one where, well, well, Spider-Man 2 being what it is, I was like, you got a villain and there, you know, there's many, mm-hmm. many other categories I could have used it in. But uh, the the alternative, I was like, no, not as sexy. <laughs> okay, so let's uh, move over to the next category, which is fight scene. What do you have there from 2001? 
For fight scene, I have Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring, and the fight scene I'm thinking of is the final battle scene where Boromir dies. Yes, he may die, but that is an amazing battle scene. And it's it's what everybody uses in the montages whenever they show uh, Sean Bean dying. Oh, well, he dies in everything, though. I know, but it's like Mr. where he's Eddard like, Stark. arrow, arrow, arrow. <laughs> You know what's funny is um he was a possible villain for me too uh for 2004 um and I just kept on thinking like oh god sir you die and everything it must suck <laughs> like well we need a villain that's going to die let's just call Sean Bean um no well, that's that's a very good one you know I think I've only seen all of those come um like once like in its entirety in the bits <gasps> and pieces in other watches but there's you... like 10, 10 different versions of each one um the only version is the extended version <laughs> oh no what are they like three and a half hours each uh they're just wonderful and i watch them all, probably at least once a year and i also like to watch the commentaries on them afterwards hey i do that with back to the future so i know what you mean <laughs> i know what you mean but that's just way too much. I, I enjoy them very, very much. I, I, um, I've i seen all three in the movie theater. So, you know what? Maybe I have uh, watched each of them at least twice in its entirety. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but I have seen them. Um, very good movies. So that's a very good one. Um, epic fight scenes are always amazing. Um, I I didn't even think of it that way. Uh, what I chose was The Born Supremacy. And there's uh, plenty of fight scenes in there. A lot of hand-to-hand combat. Uh, There was one in particular that kind of jumped out to me, which I actually thought was in the first movie, but it was in the second movie, where Jason Bourne is being attacked by a guy with a kitchen knife or something, or I I forget exactly what. And the first thing he grabs is a magazine and rolls it up. (laughs) Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is pretty mm-hmm. brutal because uh, there's a, there's some strangulation. I forgot what they use, but uh, it's pretty a pretty brutal fight scene in that one. Uh, all all of those movies, uh, quite honestly. Oh yeah, even in the most recent Bourne movie, Legacy. The, uh, no, Jason Bourne. Oh, I haven't watched that one yet. I forgot about that one. Yeah, there were some good action sequences and fight scenes in that one. I'd hope so. You know, for uh, Matt Damon to come back, you know, for it to fall completely flat and be like, yeah, not a lot, not a lot of action. It would just be like, well, what was the point of bringing him back and kind of shitting on uh, Jeremy Renner? You know, yeah, like that Jeremy Renner one isn't as bad as I, I don't feel is as bad as people made it seem. Like it was, it was okay, but you know, it was definitely a no passing of the torch. Mm, see, that's the only Bourne movie I haven't watched. Yeah, I think you're fine without it. Like it was okay. <laughs> Again, you know, I mean, it's a yeah. it's a, a spin-off, you know, so. Mm-hmm. Um all right. So, let's move on to writing. What do you got for writing from 2001? For best writing, I have Shrek. Oh, awesome. Yeah, which was I've also <laughs> You've heard of that one? I'm actually <laughs> I've heard of that one. <laughs> funny story. I'm taking my nephews to see Shrek on the uh big screen tomorrow morning. Ooh, awesome. Yeah, day after we uh, are recording this. But yeah, Shrek was nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay at the Oscars that year. Oh, very interesting. And it's it's a very, I mean, when you do go back and rewatch it, it's very funny. Like, it's some very clever writing. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Um, I own the complete uh, Blu-ray set. 
and uh, I just love all of the music. And uh, don't they also do like bloopers and stuff too at the end? Ooh, maybe I know there's yeah. the I know there's the singing portion to the that early two thousands band. Oh, um, the um, Smash Mouth. Smash Mouth, yeah. I yes. almost said Blues Traveler. Completely different <laughs> band. <laughs> that's middle school. Uh, but different yeah, decade. Oh, Smash Mouth, that's right. Yeah. You're an all-star, yeah. Yes, that's it. In in the first Shrek, it's funny because I remember, like, this it, This is one of my fond, fond memories of Shrek, but when that DVD came out, you know, DVDs were still pretty brand new, and it was one where if you insert it into the computer, you had, like, all these games you can play and oh, yeah. one of which you can change out the voices. Like if you record yourself, it will play along like during a scene with like Lord Farquaad. And mm-hmm. uh, my favorite would be the uh, not the buttons oh, <laughs> with the gingerbread not my band. Gumdrop buttons. You're, you're a monster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the gingerbread man. Oh man, DVD ROMs. I forgot about those. Yeah, right. DVD ROMs. Uh, and so Gingerbread Man was probably one of my favorite characters and also Pinocchio because uh, he had a lot of like innuendos. <laughs> uh, yes, yes. Have you ever gone uh, to Universal Studios? They have a Shrek, uh, not exactly a ride, but one of those like 3D experience things. Yeah, I think we did go to one. Uh, we were just there uh about 2 years ago uh which i also made a trip to uh to some shooting locations from back to the future uh, oh nice yeah my son and i who was then my uh, my co-host cuz you know we started out as a father and son um podcast uh we did a episode called peter and phoenix take hollywood or take do hollywood or something like that you know we we're trying to do a play on mm-hmm. the uh, david does dallas does oh. does hollywood so and we talked about our experience yeah. there, but yeah, I think we did we did go see Shrek. Okay, awesome. I just also occurred to me that your Universal Studios is on the other side of the country from the one that I go to. Oh, okay. So so you meant the Orlando one? Yes, Orlando is where I, gotcha, I go. I gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I went to the California one, and um, <laughs> yeah, th- some of those locations weren't very far at all. Uh, I just asked the for the afternoon and evening, um, you know, with my son and my wife and, and you know the family. They went to go do other things, and we drove off and uh, we visited the McFly house, the the mall, and was that it? I think that was it. And I took pictures standing in all those places too. So those are all on the interwebs. It's, uh, my Instagram uh, at Podstalgic. So if anyone wants to check those out. Uh, nice. For writing for me, this one was very, very difficult. This actually was like one of my last categories that um, oh, okay. that I did. But I did uh, in The Incredibles. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Brad Bird is a pretty bankable um, director slash writer. And yeah. You know, this is a family of superheroes and it was amazing. So mm-hmm. I know a lot of people you know, call The Incredibles one of the best superhero movies. And I, it is not my favorite Pixar movie, but I know a lot of people who love it. And the writing is great in that one. Would Would you say that they would say that the movie's incredible? <laughs> oh, That's why you come to this show. For my dad jokes. All right. So I, but I'll tell you when I reveal, uh, because like the movie... The person, well, yeah, the movie I wanted to put in there 
but I felt it served better in a different it's category. Somewhere I'll bring else. that up later. Yeah. Okay. All right. So uh, back to you for best soundtrack of 2001. Okay. This was a hard one because what I wanted to use for best soundtrack uh, was not in the top 30. <laughs> so I had to do a little bit of uh, looking on IMDb to like the soundtrack lists. And uh-huh. I went with Legally Blonde. Okay. Who were some of the uh, artists, do you recall? Uh, well, I know there was a Casey and the Sunshine ba- uh, band song. They mm-hmm. There's also uh, You Sexy Thing, You Sexy Thing. That's Oh, oh that's the- uh, Rob Stewart, right? Uh, it- I can it, see it, if it's I... It's uh, You Sexy Thing. Oh, wait. Hmm. Is it? Oh. Uh- no, he he is a di- Rod Stewart is a different one. I'll see if I still have it pulled up on IMDb. I might While you're not doing that. I maybe I'll just review mine. I went with Shrek two to kind of bring that back. Oh, nice. So yeah, so Shrek two was the number one grossing movie of that year. Uh, I'm not sure where Shrek ranked in 2001, but it's kind of funny that we have both Shrek movies uh, for our list. But yeah. Um, yeah, I used the the soundtrack because you know when I think of Shrek, I always think about like their karaoke because that's one of the the special features of most of those Blu-rays as well mm-hmm. is you can do a sing along. Um, I gotta throw it in here for the Puss in Boots and Donkey singing "Living La Vida Loca." You know that's in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jennifer Saunders who plays the uh, Mary the uh, Mary the fair the fairy godmother. Oh yeah, the fairy yeah. godmother. Yeah, she sings "Holding Out for a Hero." Just a great 80s song. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, please see top 28 songs from uh, movies. That was on there. That was a great episode, too. Uh, did Were you able to find the Yeah. The so, You Sexy Thing uh, was performed by Hot Chocolate. Mm, okay. Uh, and that's the way, uh-huh, uh-huh, I like it, is the Casey and the Sunshine Band song. Uh, oh, s- y- yeah, um, that one I knew. That one is like the go-to, you know, for Casey and the, and the Sunshine Band. But the you sexy sexy thing, the one I was thinking of by Rod Stewart is, uh, "Do you think I'm sexy?" Yes. You know, the one like the locks, mm-hmm. you know, kind of sample. Yeah. yeah. So the one but, that you're talking about is, "Do you believe in miracle?" You sexy uh-huh. thing. That one, right? You okay. Se- yep. And All then right. also, Sex Machine is also on there. Well, I mean, hey, he's uh, legally I, blonde, so I I got it. I got it. Yeah, there there are quite a few, but uh, uh, get down on it. Oh, also cool song. in the gang. Good one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think that uh, just for this bend and snap song alone, <laughs> it's a great scene. It's uh-huh. A great scene. <laughs> I like it. The bend and snap. Yeah, I yep, like it. Bend and snap. Um, <laughs> yeah, that that that's a pretty good soundtrack. Um, a lot of uh, classics on there as well. Uh, this one uh, with Shrek too. I feel there's probably some some songs that they kind of threw on the soundtrack as opposed to being covers and such. They also yeah. had some songs by like uh, Counting Crows and a bunch of people I really don't know to be honest with you. Oh, Tom Waits is also in here, so people mm-hmm. uh, fans of Pixar, you know, should know who that is. So uh, okay, so that sound that's my soundtrack for 2004 Shrek two. Amanda, back to you for sequel or prequel. Okay, this one was interesting because I had a whole bunch of sequels for 2001. Really? For 2001. Okay, interesting. Yeah. That but may have I, been the year. <laughs> it, there, it was like, I swear in like the top 30, there were at least 
four or five like second movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but I went with The Mummy Returns. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Because that was one that, I mean, my brother and I grew up watching the Brendan Fraser Mummy movies. But I remember we both loved The Mummy Returns. And that was when my dad had a conversion van with a VHS player in it. Oh, yeah. I still have one. <laughs> uh-huh. And we uh, we would definitely watch uh, The Mummy movies and there a lot. They're pretty good. Um, I don't remember the third one as much. But uh, don't I, you don't need to. No, <laughs> okay. But I love me some Brendan <laughs> Fraser. I, I love like all his movies. I mean, um, not too long ago, I did Encino Man with the ladies at the Theme Park podcast. Oh, um, nice. And then I haven't done it yet, but I still want to do like Blast from the Past and mm-hmm. um, you know. Oh, uh, one of our early episodes with my son was uh, School Ties, a very uh, dramatic role for him oh. with. Never heard of that one? Yeah, I think I've seen parts of it. I don't think I've seen the whole thing. Yeah, I personally, I think it's amazing. It's kind of like, uh, I, I kind of jokingly call With Honors like the unofficial sequel to that movie because it's still kind of school related. But yeah. um, you got Brendan Fraser, Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, Chris O'Donnell, uh, all in like their early 20s, you know, playing high school kids. Uh, right, uh, of Like course. back in the 50s. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, great movie. My son, uh, he was probably like 14 at the time. He wasn't really high on it. And I think probably because it was too dramatic for him. You know, it was a drama. So he's... Does that one end up in a court scene at some point? Not a court scene, but the um, the, the thing is he plays a Jewish kid and he hides his religion because of the time. And okay. it kind of comes out, you know, and so... Uh, yeah, actually, no, th- there is. There's, there's a bit of a trial. It's amongst his peers. Okay. Um, yeah, is, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so. is Philip Seymour Hoffman in that also? I, I don't remember. Okay. Now I'm try- sorry. I'm like, just trying would, to remember if I saw I wouldn't be surprised if he was, to be honest with you. Like, I feel like he might have been one of the students, but I, I don't remember. But it's a great movie. It's definitely worth a watch. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I love it. All right. So, oh, sequel. Yes, your uh, sequel. The, yes, my sequel. 2004. All right, so this one, this one was almost a no-brainer. It's also uh, ranked pretty high that year. Uh, I've already mentioned Shrek two, Spider Man two. Uh-huh. Uh huh. <laughs> n- now that I'm looking at the list, there's quite a bit too. But the reason I chose this one f- uh, for this category because th- this might clue you in. This is the third installation of the series. Uh, the first two were very good. But they were very warm. They were very family friendly. This one turned it up a notch, right? It got a little dark and um, it got dark. dark. I know, I know exactly which one that you're about. Prisoner of Azkaban. There you Uh go. Yep. So um, the first two movies, you know, were directed by Christa, uh, Christopher Columbus, who did like Home Alone and um, Nine Months and all these movies, and uh, the. I forgot the the director's name already, but yeah, he went dark and, you know. Oh, um, yeah, it was. Um, Alfonso. Yeah, Alfonso, Alfonso Cuaron. Yes, yes, him. Yes. So, um, yeah, I I enjoyed that movie very much. I I still haven't finished watching all of them, but I own all of them on Blu-ray. Like, I think I stopped at like four or five, you know. Oh, oh which, by the way, I need to pat myself on the back because you know how um, I don't get a chance to watch a whole lot of movies. Well now but this back in 2004 uh the the year that i'm doing 
of the 30 movies, I've seen 28 of them. Uh, nice. The top grossing, anyway. Yeah. yeah. See, so I, oh, I used I to be. I didn't think to count that. I used to watch all the movies. Mm hmm. Yeah. It, Prisoner of Azkaban, is that uh, up there for you at all? Yeah. I. That's actually one of. That was the first one. I. So I'm a huge Harry Potter fan. I love the books. And I was not a big fan of Christopher Columbus's direction of the first two. <laughs> okay, fair. I, yes. Uh, and so then when Alfonso Cuaron came in for Prisoner of Azkaban, I was super excited. I grew up loving his version of A Little Princess. I don't know if you've ever seen that 90s movie. Um, I, I'm familiar with the title, I feel. Is, yeah. Is she... Hmm. Okay, go on. But I I loved him as a director growing up, and so I was super excited for his take on Prisoner of Azkaban. And he even added uh, some things that were not in the books that J.K. Rowling really loved and are now part of the... The lore? Well, a, a little bit. And they're part of the... Uh, like on the night bus, there's the little talking shrunken head. Oh, uh-huh. is like, hey, earn, and like yelling. And that is now on the night bus uh, again at Universal Studios and Harry Potter. Oh, that's world. amazing. Yeah. So he, you know, he created this, this part that she hadn't thought of in the world. And she was like, oh, this is great. But yeah, that's amazing when somebody can take liberties and, um, you know, add something and make it work. Mm-hmm. Some people, you know, don't take that risk, you know, with uh, reboots or remakes. And that, I feel that's where most of them fail. Like, if you're trying to do what Gus Van Sant did, that's, that's not a good way to go, you know? Yeah. Uh, but I looked up The Little Princess here. It's not a movie I saw, and it wasn't the one I was thinking of at all. Okay. It, it's it's a really good one, especially if you you have kids that um, enjoy. It's not make me cry, is it? Uh, like sad cry or, um, I don't mean, I don't mind happy cries. No, more, you might have more of a happy cry, especially since you are a father. Okay. That, that I can deal with. Yeah. I don't want to give like any more away because it is a really great movie. Sure. I just don't want it to be like the, the changeling, you know, with Angelina Jolie, the channeling. Oh yeah. Changeling. Changeling. Yeah. I don't want it to be Mm -hmm. like that. Like, you know, sad kind of cry. Very depressing movie. All right, that's uh, you know, the next category doesn't make it any better for us, but horror. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> best okay. horror. What do you got? So, uh, anybody who regularly listens to my podcast will know that I do not watch horror movies because I am I do not like to be scared and I get panic attacks. So uh, I chose Hannibal. I've never oh, okay. se- seen it. But I remember being at a party, uh, I don't know, sometime a summer in between school, and I had to go and sit on the back porch at this party because they decided to watch Hannibal, even though I am terrified of horror movies. No, I, uh, you know, I, I don't think, you know, I, I've seen it like once, probably when it first came out in the movie theater, and I, I think it plays more like a straight drama, you know, I don't. Remember okay. it being like super suspenseful or a thriller type. Mm-hmm. I think it, yeah, I think it's more like a mind thing, you know, because it's just about Hannibal Lecter. Uh, and yeah. I could be completely wrong too. So <laughs> I have no idea. I just know that I was like, nope. 
<laughs> okay. Teenager Amanda was all uh, nope about that, so. <laughs> Can't go wrong with that just because Hannibal Lecter, the man himself, you know, he's definitely yeah. one of those uh, iconic villains slash, you know, monsters, you know, pick a word. Um <laughs> For me, in the top 30, I actually only had one horror, so that was kind of easy to go with. I'm not Mm going to have any best performances of anything from there, really. So, The Grudge. Oh, okay. Yep. And this one was the the Sarah Michelle Gellar remake. Uh, Okay, yeah. From what what I remember, I I think I liked it. You know, I think I even liked Grudge 2. Um I I've never seen the original stuff. I I can't do these Japanese horror movies. Do you do you do thrillers at all? Like, did you catch The Ring or Sixth Sense uh, stuff like that? Sixth Sense, yes. I I do like thrillers, but okay. yeah, Ring the Ring or Rings that goes into too much horror for me. Uh, okay, this, so so you may not like the Frighteners. Uh probably not. Uh, it has Michael <laughs> J. Fox in it though. Yeah, I, I, I uh, only. It's a, it's a whodunit. Uh, it's a whodunit, but it definitely has some some horrific elements to it. Uh, it's it was um, a movie my son and I also covered, mm-hmm. and he was, I think he was thirteen or fourteen when we covered it, and he loved it. It was rated R too. But <laughs> oh, it wasn't sure he like, loved that. <laughs> well, I mean, it was extremely violent. My, here was my gauge, like you know. Um, you know, the society, our society now, we've been desensitized to, you know, this stuff, mm-hmm. violence, you know, and stuff like, for example, The Walking Dead. My, my son watches The Walking Dead. You know, it's on TV. I know it's on AMC, but yeah. um, I don't let him just watch anything. I'm still still pretty i mean he's 17 now so he can watch whatever the hell he wants but yeah that's true <laughs> but i i think you know for the lack of a better word he was pretty sheltered you know i kind of censored some things but there were movies that were rated r that i go you know what if 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 it has less nudity than titanic it's okay you, you know what i mean mm, for, for being yeah. rated r so that was kind of like my i, I feel like Parent there's a meter. word uh, sure, a parrot meter. Let's go with that. But yeah, he enjoyed it uh, quite a bit. He um, so that's a movie I would recommend if you like thrillers. But it might be on a bit of the scary the... side because there's some super, supernatural yeah. stuff. I mean, the frighteners, right? So but, yeah, uh, I, yeah, I, uh, something I have further down on the list. <laughs> okay, uh, it will come back to me and my. Uh, uh, my inability to watch horror movies. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, but The Grudge, yeah, I can't do the the Japanese horror movies. Uh, I, I guess I have forgotten that this um, version was executive produced by Sam Raimi, and it makes sense, too, oh, if, if I okay. kind of remember. Um, but it, it's really funny, too, becoming a podcaster, and, you know, I do that other show, the uh, original remake, where mm-hmm. we cover and discuss, uh, you know, original movies and remakes, and it, I I was doing this like as a high school kid, you know, when more remakes were being made, I, I mm-hmm. would seek out the original and I'd watch the two and just compare it for fun. So, but that's the funny thing. Never done it with the ring or the grudge. <laughs> Never. <laughs> you might pass on those. Yeah. I am too scared for those Asian horror movies. Too scared. I can't, I can't even think of, of one that I've even checked out. I don't know. There's just something that's unsettling um, about the, you know, Japanese horror and Korean horror. It's just, I don't know. 
Mm-hmm. Just thinking about it. And I got the the, <laughs> um, the eyeball looking at me right now, too. I got the Grudge poster. So, so oh, let's God. move it oh, along. Oh, God. Yeah, let's move let's along. Move it along <laughs> to a family movie. That's going to be a fun one. All right. So what do you got for family movie from 2001? Okay. I had to go with Monsters, Inc. Oh, wow. Okay, great. That's an that- awesome movie. I love that movie, and I know you mentioned it on the last Movie Wars, uh, when you guys were talking about family movies, and I think Toy Story came up, and you were like, oh, yeah, and then Monsters, Inc. a few years later. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, yes, <laughs> Peter likes Monsters, Inc. too. I love that movie. It's like my, it's in my top, like, two or three Pixar movies, and if I think about the final scene of Monsters, Inc. too much, I will start to cry. <laughs> the of uh, the first one? Yeah, the first one. Okay, it's definitely a happy ending. Um I've seen University like maybe 3 times, but Monsters Inc, uh I mm, maybe about maybe about 5 times I would say. Uh I do enjoy it. I do love Sully and Mike, but it's my son, you know, that's the the bigger fan. I think this uh-huh. um what you're referencing in that episode, I was telling the story about how when university came out and we watched it, he remembered like all of the the inside jokes from the first movie, and mm-hmm. I'm just like, "What are you laughing at?" But he was just like being a goofball, just chuckling, and because yeah. you know, they were clearly referencing you know Monsters Inc. So right, uh, so I like it that they could do that. Well, and one of the things I think why Monsters Inc. is so dear to me in my heart is the little girl character is named Boo. And okay. I remember going to see Monsters, Inc. in the theater the summer of 2001. And my baby sister, who now is 16, our nickname for her is Boo. Oh, so cute. when we went to see this movie and then the main characters, you know, one of the main characters name was Boo. She was, you know, really tiny. And she was just like, oh, it's me. <laughs> like, she was like. <laughs> Oh my god, they're talking about me. It was so adorable. So That's cute. Yeah. yeah, we um we have a friend whose daughter looks like Boo, except for she's Asian. But you know, she's got the hair and the big uh-huh. eyes and stuff. So it's really cute. The in in the right pictures, she looks just like Boo. Um that's that's a hard one to beat for sure. Uh just because like I think the other ones that are on par or are close to it I'm used in other categories. But for okay. family movie, I went with uh, one of my personal favorites, actually, is National Treasure with uh, Nicolas Cage. Oh, that's a fun movie. It's a fun one. I mean, it's a family version of the, uh, help me out here, the Tom Hanks, you know, Angel, oh, Angels and Demons um, was the yeah, sequel. Yeah, Da Vinci Code. All the, da Vinci Code, thank you. The yeah. Robert Langdon movies. Right, those. So it's just a family version of that, really, you know, and mm-hmm. they stay away from Illuminati and all of those other issues and this one yeah. focus on like the Knights Templar, and I'm sure I said something wrong there, but uh, it's it's a really fun movie. Nicolas Cage, you know, is mm-hmm. isn't quite Nicolas Cagey, you know, and I think uh, yeah. that's the first time I've seen <laughs> Diane Kruger, you know, very easy on the eyes there, and I forget the the um, the sidekick's name, but he's fun too. Oh yeah, he w- he ended up being uh, in The Hangover later on. Oh, wasn't he the husband, the groom? Yeah, he was the groom in the yeah the first Hangover, that keeps the one that's always missing, left behind. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so I I think he uh, stole like a few scenes too that that actor, which uh, yeah, I definitely. His name. 
Yeah. So there we go. That kind of lightened up the mood after the horror stuff. Yes. Um, <laughs> so f- for some more fun, I'm very curious to see what you have in our next category. What do you have for the 2001 comedy? I chose Ocean's Eleven. Okay. Okay. Close. I think I, I love Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, I think it's a really fun movie. It's one that I remember watching a lot when it first came on DVD. And uh, it's just, I don't know. I'm also a fan of what my husband calls caper movies. Yeah, okay. And it's it's definitely a caper movie. And I just, I think it's a lot of fun. Uh, unfortunately, what I would have chosen for best comedy was not in the top <laughs> Was not in the top thirty. Of oh, the... I can't! I can't wait to hear what it is. Yeah. Um, uh, shameless plug here on original remake. I did cover both Ocean's Eleven movies. Uh, that was a, a lot of fun. If I remember correctly, I who was my guest on that one? I think it was Seth from the uh, Pavement Pounders. Uh, but yeah, that was that was a fun, uh, a fun recording. Uh, Oceans, you know the Oceans trilogy. I dig them. I don't care what people say about twelve mm-hmm. or thirteen. They're fine. I mean, yeah, it's the same thing. So what? It's fun. You know, it's just some mindless fun, some popcorn movies. Yeah, I think in the later two, you can tell at that point it's just the cast is having a lot of fun. Yeah, it's just a reunion for them. Yeah, they're <laughs> hanging out with their friends. <laughs> like, oh, Steven, you bring on the camera again? Okay, all right, that's cool. You know, we'll. Uh, We'll get into character for you. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's why Logan Lucky looks really interesting. Oh, I heard you. Wasn't it you that was talking about it recently? It might have. No, you, you know what? It was actually uh, Film Rose. I think Hannah, was. that was her movie news. She wants oh, okay. to see that. I think that's what that was. Um, see, I listen to all of you guys. So like, I, I can't keep uh, straight awesome, who's saying Peter. what. Oh, I tried. <laughs> that's why it's uh, hashtag Lady Posquad, hashtag plus Peter. So check it out. It's a uh, thing. It is. It is. <laughs> uh, so, so comedy. I I can't believe that this fell into my lap. But uh, scotch, scotch, scotch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Anchorman, the uh-huh. legend of Ron Burgundy. I had a feeling you were going to pick that. Which, I mean, obviously, <laughs> there were some other great ones that summer too. There really was, but I this one is um. I actually listed this as one of my uh, most quotable movies on my other episode or my other podcast, We Got Five, uh, which was also a lot of fun. And we just kind of had a riot there, kind of quoting some of those things. (laughs) Now, uh, 2004, I was actually still like on active duty and I felt like I was still watching a lot of movies, but for whatever reason, this one wasn't one I didn't, I didn't watch until like 2010 or 2011. Oh, Wow. So when I was watching it, I was like, that quote is from this movie? <laughs> so <laughs> like uh, like the, the, the line, like, you know, I'm kind of a big deal. I thought Kanye said that. It sounds like something Kanye would say. I thought it, that was his quote. It does. <laughs> it does. You know, and so when I watch it, I go, wait a minute. So was it from, was it from this movie? So. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. My, I got to see David Koechner um, live last fall. Is that the bald fall. guy? Yes. Uh, with the mutton chops? Okay. Yes. And He's hilarious. Oh, he is so funny. Oh, if if any listeners ever get a chance to see David Koechner live, you should. 
he was super nice. He did a meet, like a, a little meet and greet afterwards. And I got my picture taken with him. He was really awesome. But at the end of his like, you know, stand up comedy, he was like, okay, I know what you guys are all here for. Let's all sing it together. <laughs> like sky rockets oh, in oh. flight. <laughs> Boo. <Okay. laughs> oh my God. Yeah. And so then the whole comedy club was just singing afternoon delight. Oh, that is so awesome. It was that amazing. Did you film it? <laughs> I I did not get it. I didn't film that because uh, we weren't allowed to have like oh, stuff okay. out during that. I have the picture afterwards of me with David Keckner, but yeah. Oh, I'm gonna have to see that. Is that on your um on your Instagram? Um, I don't know if it's on my Instagram. I know I had it on my personal Twitter. Uh I'll have to find it and maybe I'll put it on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, definitely do. All right, so uh, yeah, Anchorman. Um, it's so funny too because like watching it so late, I was like, "Hey, Steve Carell's in here. That's crazy!" <laughs> like Paul Rudd. It, it was. Um, I had a. I knew a guy uh, who was a friend of a friend, so just a mutual acquaintance. Uh, one day we were just like you know just BSing, having some drinks, and I forgot what he said exactly. But then he called somebody Brosif, and I was like, I was slapping my knee. I was like, Brosif. I'm like, that's funny, man. Like, where'd you come up with this stuff? <laughs> And then there's a scene where Jack Black says that in this movie. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh, man. See, I felt like such an idiot, too. Like, I even posted on Facebook the day that I was watching it. And people are like, you're just now getting to that movie? Like, you kidding me? So. But. Um, yeah. Personal question to you. Which one's mm-hmm. funnier? Uh, Anchorman or Talladega Nights? I know it's two different actors, but I think those are like both like super hilarious. Uh, well, no, it's the same actor. It's Will Ferrell. I guess you're right. I don't know what I was thinking. Um, yeah, that definitely. That is so funny. I really, I, I mean, really don't it, know what I mean, that shows thinking. how much of a chameleon he is. Yeah. But, yeah, I gotta go Anchorman. NASCAR is not my thing. Okay, okay. Well, NASCAR's not my thing either. Uh, do you know Jeff Dunham, the ventriloquist? Ye- yes, I am aware of him. Oh, he's got this funny puppet named Bubba J. And he was just like, I love me some NASCAR because you just go in a circle. Turn left. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Turning my... left. <laughs> it's it's really funny. But, yeah, NASCAR's yeah. not my thing either. But I just think the him and uh, I forgot. Uh, John C. Riley. Yeah, I forgot his character's name. But, uh, you know, I, I love their dynamic, too. You know, uh, now you see me, now you don't. Shake and bake. I love all of that stuff, too. So mm-hmm. uh, just as quotable. That'd be a yeah. good movie to kind of like put up against each other to see which is like the better comedy. Um, mm. All right. So let's move over to action. What do you have for 2001? Okay. So for 2001, I put The Fast and the Furious. Oh, that, because, right. that, that did come out that year. Yeah. Yeah, it did come out that year. There were a ton of action movies in the top 30 for 2001. But I chose that one because it started a franchise that has one of the few franchises I think ever that has gotten better with age. It did. It did absolutely. Um I still feel like the fifth one is my favorite. Um Mine seventh, too. Yeah, yeah, the fifth one Capers, right? So yep, it's a, it's, exactly. a, it's it's like a heist movie. Um <laughs> seven's really good obviously. We we all got super emotional. I haven't seen the newest one yet, but I remember 
there was uh, one of our local radio shows. They were doing like a screening for that movie. And, you know, me and all my other Asian friends with rice burners, you know, we drove down there in packs <laughs> and, you know, got some pretty decent seats. And after that, we're like, oh, man. This is like, this is our story. I mean, you know, you got to remember we're like juniors and seniors too. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it was, it was really interesting to say the least. But uh, yeah, yeah, I that's a good one to go with. Good one to go with. We got some Vin yeah. Diesel and stuff. And mm-hmm. so uh, Michelle Rodriguez, I think you uh, tweeted something about her today being her birthday. So yeah, today, today, uh, well, three hours ago for me. <laughs> yes, right. But, uh, yeah, when we're recording that it was her birthday today. She was 39. Oh, wow. That's it. So, well, no, I guess that's about right. I wouldn't have, you know, if you said like 40, I would have been like, what? No way. Because um, I remember, I never saw it, but I think, what, 2002 maybe is when she came out with Girl Fight? Or was that maybe? I think, I oh, when I was looking at her IMDb last night, I think Girl Fight might have been 2000. I think that was her first one. And oh, then... Okay. um Fast and the Furious. Yeah, and then Fast and the Furious was her next her next credit. So yeah, Girl Fight. Oh yeah, just uh, according to IMDb, it says Girl Fight was two thousand, but I know sometimes they mark the year that it first was at like a festival or something on IMDb. So oh, okay, kind of like Con or Can or whatever, something yeah, like that. Yeah, or quite. if it was at like Telluride or Sundance or something. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, so I like that choice uh, for action. I am curious to see what else you could have maybe possibly put later on. Yeah. Um, for me, in 2004, this one I was considering using for uh, best visual effects. But again, I was just like, yeah, I'll just go with the one that actually won. Uh, mm-hmm. But I have – it's kind of action sci-fi, really. It's The Day After Tomorrow. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I think it has some pretty amazing sequences. You know, um, I probably need a fact check, but I feel like what was, I mean, it's Roland Emmerich, right? I mean, he loves disasters. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. So, yeah, Roland yes. Emmerich. Uh-huh. I, <laughs> so, I had a discussion about him in disaster movies with my mom and sisters recently. <laughs> it's crazy because, like, one of his early movies was Universal Soldier with Van Damme. And then oh. he goes, yeah, right? You're like, wait, he did that? Yeah, yeah I did not realize that was Roland Emmerich. Yeah, it, it was. Uh, a movie I will probably eventually do. Um, but Day After Tomorrow, you know, disaster movie, you get to see, like, the you know, destruction of all types of monuments around the world. And I thought it was a pretty amazing job. I mean, I believe everything. I'm sure a lot of it were sets, but... Um, it's a fun watch for me. I think me and my son, we enjoy watching it. It's one of those, mm-hmm. I wouldn't even call it a guilty pleasure because I think it's actually pretty good. Just a fun watch. Yeah, I think I've only seen parts of that one. I don't know if I've ever sat down and watched the whole thing. Yeah, I'm sure you're not missing much. I mean, if <laughs> if, if you've only seen like parts, you know, you probably weren't really into it anyway. I mean, it's a little Jake Gyllenhaal running around. Yeah, like I do. Do love me some Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I like him too. Uh, I love me some um, uh, Nightcrawler. Oh my God. Yep. He is amazing, amazing in that movie. I agree. What year was that? Maybe that could be my next year. <laughs> that was, was that 2014? 14? Okay. No, you're probably Maybe. right. I think 14 is right. I'd have to double check. But yeah, I, I loved Nightcrawler. I I bring that one up a lot because it was so great, and I think it was totally snubbed when it came to awards season. Yep, it yeah. was 2014. 
Uh, yeah, I completely agree with what you just said. Like that can go in so many categories: directing, writing, acting. Mm-hmm. You know, even like Rene R- uh, Russo too. Could, could oh my been. God! Yeah, she's yeah. great in that movie. All right, so uh, now we go back to you for the next category of drama for two thousand one. Okay, best drama. There were not a lot of options for drama <laughs> in the top thirty. Uh, but I went with AI artificial intelligence. Okay, definitely a sci-fi drama. Yeah, yeah, and and I remember watching that with my brother, and both of us like cried so much at the end of that movie to I the don't point remember. that I have not gone back and rewatched it because I remember being so emotionally distraught. Really? Hmm. I might have to give that a, a, a another watch. I, I definitely saw it in the theater. I remember Haley Joel Osment and Jude Law, but mm-hmm. that's pretty much it. Um, I think I remember more from Bicentennial Man, because, you know, they always kind of had, like, similar uh-huh. movies come out at the same time. Yeah. So Bicentennial Man, I must have seen, like, three or four times in the theater, but that's also because I was working at the theaters when that came out. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, yes. I think. Yeah, pretty sure. That's why I saw it so many times. Um. But yeah, I AI, I like it. That's a good one. Uh, for me, this one not really sexy, but it's a movie I own. I, I do kind of enjoy it somewhat. It's kind of long. It's not one like I feel like I need to throw this in. I'm never <laughs> going to be in the mood to to watch this. Um, and the alternative uh, title that I could have gone with was way too depressing. So for this one, for 2004, I chose The Aviator, uh, the movie about oh. Howard Hughes. Yeah, starring Leo. Um, one of being the few OCD. I have not seen. Okay, yeah, it's it's a uh, it's very interesting look into the man's life about him uh, building this wooden plane and, and yeah, the all spruce those goose. Other the spruce goose, right? Yeah, and mm-hmm. then you even get the scene where you get to see like kind of kept himself in a room for like a really long time. Like, oh yeah, really Howard Hughes was. Nuts. A weird guy, yeah, uh-huh. and there's like bottles of piss all around the room and all that, uh-huh. yeah. And um, there's one scene that really sticks out to me because I'm not quite that bad, but uh, there's a scene where he washes his hands in the bathroom, but he is not gonna open that door to walk out. So he kind of leans up against the wall, waiting for someone to open the door to come in, oh, and, then he'll, yeah. and then he'll walk out. So for me, um, I when I wash my hands and then. Um, and then dry it with like a paper towel. I would use that paper towel to open up the doorknob. Otherwise, I won't mm-hmm. touch it. I understand that. Yeah. One of my biggest pet peeves in uh, public bathrooms is when people come out of the stall and just walk out of the restroom without washing their hands. It's I get crazy. so you grossed out. You see it out. all the time. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's terrible. It's terrible. It's just as bad as people not signaling on the street when they're driving. Uh (laughs) all right so that was drama let's go to breakthrough performance Uh, i know this was difficult for me so i'm not sure um you know if you had a lot to choose from or i had i had a couple to choose from because this was one where i could have technically used uh reese witherspoon for legally blonde okay but i decided not to use her because she had been in stuff earlier on, like Cruel Intentions. Right. So I went with Anne Hathaway in the uh, Princess Diaries. Okay. I like that. You know, the funny thing is, um, wait, hold on. Before I say it, let me make sure that 
Because if it's in the top 30, I'll, I'll wait to say it at the end. Uh, yes, it, it is. Never mind. That, that might okay. have given you a clue what I was looking up. Um, <laughs> but that's a good one. Yeah, I would. Uh, that's immediately the very first movie I would go to when I'm thinking of a breakthrough pro- performance for, for her. Is for that her. movie? Mm-hmm. So I for, love that movie. Yeah, I remember enjoying it. I couldn't tell you who the love interest was or anything like that. But I watched it. I was like, hey, that's pretty good. Mary Poppins was great. <laughs> oh, the love interest is Jason Schwartzman's brother, who uh, was in the band that. Rooney. Yep. <laughs> we talked about that in the movie game. Uh-huh. Um, all right. So for me in 2004, this is this is the one where I actually had this movie listed twice, but for two different um, oh, yeah. people and for two different categories. So for Breakthrough Performance, I went with Rachel McAdams as Regina George in Mean <gasps> Girls. Oh, that is a fantastic movie. And this could have gone anywhere. She could have been a villain because she is a terrible person in that movie. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, she's not quite fetch, as they say in the movie. You know, she's (laughs) she's unfetched or something. But but originally, I had put Mean Girls under writing for Tina Fey. Oh, yeah. That would have been a really good place, too. Yeah, but Breakthrough Performance, that was really difficult for me to come up with. And I just kept on looking through it. And I was like, well, Mean Girls, there's a lot of like younger girls in there. And mm-hmm. I forgot uh, Amanda Seyfried is in there and she's quite lovely. She's one of my Hollywood crushes. But anyway, oh. so with Rachel McAdams, <laughs> she's also quite gorgeous. Um, but Regina George, oh my God, the epitome of a bully and uh-huh. everything, <laughs> you know, People, do yourself a favor. If you have not seen Mean Girls, watch it at the very least for Rachel McAdams' Mean Girl. Because <laughs> yeah. she is terrible. Or you know what? Go to YouTube. I'm sure there's a clip of like scenes of her being mean. Oh, probably a whole montage. But I would say watch the movie if you never have. Because Mean Girls is fantastic. Is. And I've been trying to get my husband to watch it for eight and a half years. <laughs> what's what's the... Um, why is he not wanting to watch it because it's a quote-unquote chick flick or yeah i and every time not so much chick flick he's just like oh i don't know it seems like a high school girl movie more than like chick flick because he's been known to enjoy a chick flick he he loves cameron diaz so any cameron diaz movie that comes out we end up seeing like the other woman Ugh. Uh, but I don't know if I saw that. I think the last thing I actually liked her in because she was uh quote unquote ain't shit in that movie was my the other shoe, my sister's other shoe or what was that called? Oh, in her shoes. In her shoes. That's the one. Yeah, yes. cuz she was terrible in that one too. Uh, yeah, she was. Know, I'm not a big fan of uh Cameron Diaz. You know, I, I liked her in the mask, <laughs> you know. That's Yeah. Yeah, but it. Yeah, every time, I don't know, like every couple years, I'm like, hey, babe, we need to watch Mean Girls. Remember? Tina Fey wrote it. And he's like, wait, what? Tina Fey wrote it? I should watch this. I'm like, I've been telling you this for years. What about Rachel McAdams? See, maybe maybe I need to, I I think it's the, I think he only remembers that Lindsay Lohan is in it. And then he's done. You know he's what? Out. She she was actually pretty good. I mean, not I just know. Mean Girls, but as an actress. Like uh, on original remake, we did Freaky Friday, and mm-hmm. I was actually kind of dreading watching the remake. But it's really good. Jamie it Lee is, Curtis and Lizzie Lohan do an amazing job. Another one. I don't know if you've done this for original remake. I haven't looked 
listened to all of them, but uh, The Parent Trap. Have not done it yet, but I I feel like I have seen that, but it, I'm sure like one time a long time ago, because yeah. I I really loved the Haley Mills version too, because mm-hmm. it's like hey it's Miss Bliss, but but as a kid, <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's like traveling in time. But yeah, Richard McAdams, I I I feel like that's the only one on this entire list where I got to pat my back because I'm like that's amazing. I was like that is yeah that's a good choice. Now, that's not like uh, one of her first movies. I mean, she was in Hot Chick before this, but nobody remembers oh. her as the Hot Chick because she kind of took like a back seat. But also she was like playing Rob Schneider, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I feel like you think Richard McAdams, you think one of two movies. And so I'm going with this one. Mm-hmm. Well, Notebook. Wasn't The Notebook out that year too? Maybe. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> shut up. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> 2004 is the year I graduated high school, so I'm thinking of like all the movies I went to that summer with friends. <laughs> you know what's funny? 2001's the year I graduated. Oh, nice. So we, there we go. We, We're doing a we little freaky Friday. We picked the reverse years. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Now, uh, this one's going to be fun. Uh, for me, anyway. I, I thought this was a really interesting pick for me. So our next category is villain. So who do you have from 2001? Okay. Best villain it took me a while to come up with this. And then once it hit me, I was like, uh, of course. It would be Voldemort from Harry Potter and the <laughs> Sorcerer's Stone. The ultimate evil. Yeah. And you know what? I could have done the same thing from Azkaban, but I don't remember if he was in it or not. Because he, he's no, not in all of them, right? he's not in Azkaban. Right. See? So, uh, but yeah, I, I was thinking about that at first. Um, that's a really good one. I think most people would agree with you. That's a great pick. Uh, for this one, I'm not going to say it tops you or anything like that. I just think it's a very interesting pick. Uh, but mm-hmm. for the year 2004, there was a lot to choose from. But I was like, who kind of stands out that is scary, is intimidating, and someone I do not want to encounter? And I went with Tom Cruise in Collateral. Oh, I don't think I've seen that movie. Oh, yeah. So he's a hired hitman. And uh, oh. Jamie Foxx, who got nominated for Best Supporting Role, he is a cab driver. And Tom Cruise, I think, offers him like $600, like, drive me around all night. And he takes him oh, to okay. all these places, and each stop is a hit. You know, mm-hmm. and so J- Tom Cruise is like shooting folks left and right, double tap in the chest. Um He's a pretty bad guy, so playing against, uh, you know, type. Yeah, I think that that's a good choice. So it's, uh, yeah, if you have not seen it, it's worth a watch. Yeah. Jamie Foxx, like, I don't remember him, like, being a standout for, to get the uh, the nomination for Best Supporting Role, but for it to pop up on this on this list for, for this Movie Wars, it does intrigue me to kind of go back and rewatch it. I, I own it, I, I, but I haven't yeah. uh, seen it since it first came out, so... Uh, Maybe another one that I should do soon. That's what I should mm-hmm. do. I should just start flipping through like my collection because there's a lot of movies I just yeah. buy, don't open, or uh-huh. I just you know buy, I put <laughs> in the in the case, and I don't even watch. So, yeah, I understand. <laughs> We're getting down to our final three here. Yeah, uh, director is the next category, and who do you have for 2001? So for best director, I had to go with Ron Howard. For a beautiful mind, and he did Ooh. win the Academy Award for Best Director that year. There you go. I enjoy that movie very much. Um, 
there's a thing that I well that movie I reference during work sometimes. Yeah,、uh, you know where we actually see his mind working. We see everything like floating in the air. All those visuals、mm-hmm. is really cool. So at work, I'm a mailman and I'm also a trainer, and I have to be trained to be a trainer, certified, and all that stuff. So it's not just like, hey, I want to train people. It's, all right, so hey, new person, go with him. It's not like that. I actually had to take classes and stuff and、mm-hmm. whatever. So when I train new people, they're like, oh wow, like. That's that's crazy that you know that or like why is it so easy for you? I go, you ever see a beautiful mind? Like that's how my <laughs> mind works when it comes to mail delivery. <laughs> I, I go streets and all this stuff. It just comes to me. I mean, my my job has become second nature. I do things without thinking about it because、yeah. my job is very much so like Groundhog's Day, which is another movie I reference when I train people. So I say beautiful mind、oh. and Groundhog's Day because I'm doing the exact same thing every single day, but it's just slightly different. You know,、mm-hmm. the neighbor could be outside watering their lawn one day and the next day not. You know, but but I am doing the exact same thing. I, I'm walking the very same route, route, a boot、yeah. about. <laughs> but、uh, yeah, beautiful minds a great choice.、Uh, definitely can't beat that one. But I went with Soderbergh for Ocean's Twelve. Oh, okay. Yeah, just another fun movie.、Um, yeah. You know, it's. Uh, I I had some other other ones that were kind of questionable. I, I don't want people like, why would you put that one there? But I think I think that's fine. I mean, he's got a pretty good body of work. Some movies that、yeah. are underrated, like、uh, Side Effects, I think is pretty good. I think that's his movie, right? With、uh, Channing Tatum and uh, uh, Rooney Mara, right? That's I think so. I yeah, think I so. know he's all about Channing Tatum recently. Yeah, right. So. <laughs> We just referenced it, right? The what is it called? Logan Lucky. Logan Lucky. I was about to call it Lucky Seven. That's a completely different movie.、Um, <laughs> all right, so that's it. Soderbergh for oh, Ocean's Twelve. Oh God!、Yeah. Oh God! Sorry. What happened? I was trying to look up Soderbergh, and、uh, an ad popped up. I will、oh, stop、okay. trying to look up Soderbergh. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure what else popped up. So okay, it was just a, an ad. Gotcha. It was an ad. The internet did not like me. <laughs> all right, first world problems.、Uh-huh. Um, all right, so next category we are going with female performance. Yes, so this is when I heard you talk about、uh, this category on your last movie wars and how sometimes it's hard to find a good female performance. Right, and I think particularly in the top thirty grossing movies. Which、um, I didn't think to look at, you know, what it was last year, but I feel like more and more it, there have been like better female parts in movies, but not necessarily in movies that are grossing a ton of money. Though last year we did have Hidden Figures,、um, right? So I chose Nicole Kidman in The Others. Ooh, that's a good movie. And that's where it comes back to、uh, me being terrified of horror movies. And I didn't see the others until about a year and a half ago in a film class. And that's the only reason I watched it because I do not handle ghosts well. Did you?、So、were you scared? I was terrified. I my heart was pounding. I felt like I was having a heart、uh, a panic attack for about two hours afterwards. And to cleanse my palate, I went and saw. Nicole Kidman and the Family Fang at a local theater, so that I was like, "This is like the most opposite I can possibly think of from her role in the others." But she is really good in that movie. 
So she really is. Yeah, let's not spoil anything there. That's definitely worth a watch. It's a it's a great movie. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Uh, if if that's how you reacted to that movie, definitely don't watch The Frighteners. Okay. <laughs> definitely don't watch The Frighteners because that will probably scare you even more. Um, okay. <laughs> solid, solid choice. But you're right. Uh, I'm just kind of glancing over my top 30. A lot of the women uh, in these movies, um, a lot of them are very, very much so secondary characters. So yeah. this was kind of hard for me. Um, there is one that is a lead, but... I'm going to kind of go with my heart on this one, and then I'll you know, maybe talk about this in honorable mentions, why I chose this one instead. So for, um, for best female performance, I went with Drew Barrymore in 50 First Dates. Oh. I, I love really, that movie. Me too. And I, I feel like I cry every time I watch it. <laughs> me uh, too. Just, <laughs> it's, it's just a sad movie. I mean, she... <sighs> You know, wakes up every day. It's a whole new day. And just that ending. I don't want to spoil it just in case anybody who you know hasn't seen it. Oh my God. It gets me every time. You know, and uh-huh. so this... I'm tearing up thinking about it. <laughs> so so this woman, oh. she she has amnesia and Adam Sandler falls in love with her and he loves her so much that every single day he tries to help her out with this. So um yeah, I I mm-hmm. feel her performance is, uh, I, I feel she's right there with Adam Sandler. If not, she steals the movie uh, because of what she has to do. Adam yeah. Sandler just gets brownie points for what he's trying to do, really. Mm-hmm. Totally. Drew Barrymore is quite a gem, so I enjoy a lot of things that she does. Uh, Shout-outs to the Cutaways podcast, who recently did Never Been Kissed. Oh, at, the, at least when this releases, I think that will have already been out. Yeah. Podcasting. Yeah, I... And I think, uh, I know, it's like, we know when people are recording, but that doesn't mean it's released yet. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, and I think, I think Fifty First Dates is my favorite of the, the three Drew Barrymore, Adam Sandler movies. Hmm. That's a, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. I think I would have to like really pit them up against each other and, and discuss that because I also really love Wedding Singer. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if I love Wedding Singer because of the music, you know, because I do love me yeah. those classic musics. I mean, the Wedding Singer, I think, is fun. But I just think there's, I don't know, the story of Fifty First Dates, there's just a sweetness to it. Yeah, that... there's a lot of heart to it, for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, family uh, is definitely a theme there uh, with the father. Because yeah. Wedding Singer, you got the... um What's what's his name? Uh, Gulia, Glenn Gulia, right? Is, isn't that his name? I think and so. He's just he's just a jerk, and we don't really quite have anyone like that in Fifty First Dates. Everyone's pretty stand up people, and if anything, mm-hmm. they're all kind of like just side eyeing Adam Sandler. Like, what's your deal? Like, she she's not gonna remember you tomorrow or uh-huh. whatever. You know, why why do you keep doing this? Um, but yeah, yeah, you, you you might be right. It's it's probably the the most that has a uh, a lot of heart of his movies. Uh, mm-hmm. What's the third one with her? Blended. Oh, it's a new one, right? Isn't yeah. Okay, I didn't watch that. Uh, that's okay. <laughs> really, yeah. that's all right. Yeah, I already put myself through pixels. Uh, I don't know about these, oh. you know, other Netflix movies of his. Oh, well, I, yeah. I know Pixels wasn't Netflix, but still. Right, I mean, right. All yeah, right, I've so, avoided those. <laughs> yeah, so that's my pick there, and now our very last category: male performance. I went with. Denzel in Training Day. Oh, very nice. I forgot that movie was in there. My uh-huh. man. 
I was so excited when I saw that that was in the top 30 because I was like, yes, he is so amazing in that movie. And it got him his best actor Oscar. Yeah, great movie. Obviously, a lot of quotables uh, from that as well. It's mm-hmm. it's my uh, co-host over at We Got Five, Devin. It's one of his favorite movies. It might be his favorite movie. I kind of forget. Uh, but we we actually did an episode called uh, Top Five Denzel Movies too. Ooh. Maybe that's where we discussed that. Yeah, Let's I think discuss that one. Yeah, I think that's where we discussed uh, uh, Training Day, and it kind of shows how well we know each other too. Because I, I think I was kind of naming off like his list before he even says the movie. Uh, <laughs> so we've done Denzel movies. Uh, we've talked top five Will Smith. So um, check that out if no one else has yet. Uh, it we we have a lot of fun in there, um, but also just little disclaimer: it's not something for work uh, because of the language. Very colorful. And um, all right, so my male performance I went with from 2004. This one was kind of difficult, but the reason mm-hmm. I chose this character is because he had to learn how to speak a a dead language. And I'm talking about Jim Caviezel in The Passion of the Christ. Oh, okay. Right? Wasn't it like a, the, the language no longer exists? So he had, Yeah, didn't he have to learn Aramaic? Uh, I don't know. I was like, I thought it was like Maybe. Hebrew or something, or I don't uh, know languages. People, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll be honest. I've never watched that movie because my mom said she wept the whole time and it was incredibly brutal. And I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna skip that one. Oh yeah, I was definitely stepping on a bunch of tears on the way out of the theater. There was a lot of people weeping, and it's very that that's the movie that I was gonna have in drama, but it's so depressing. I mean, I watched it the one time, yeah. and I feel that was enough. You know, mm-hmm. um, we all know what's gonna happen, but the way it was depicted, it was very brutal, very violent. Um, and I'm not even gonna describe what happens to him in yeah. the movie. It's just, it was good. I mean, I don't. What do you say to a movie like that? <laughs> you know, yeah, I can't yeah. say it's worth a watch, but it 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 kind of is if you if you want to. I'm not a religious person, you know. I'm Buddhist, but I still went to go watch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I have my issues with Mel Gibson. Um, I find him to be sort of a an angry racist jerk. Oh sure, but, no, uh... <laughs> absolutely. I'm not saying I love the man. Yeah, I. I I've I don't know I have a harder time watching his movies recently though sure. Hacksaw Ridge was was a great movie yeah I know it's just because like uh, I'm a huge fan of his movie Maverick which I've covered and there's still oh, other movies that he's yeah. done that I want to cover too like uh, the Man Without a Face I want to cover I want to do um, Forever Young you know that was a, a sweet mm-hmm. movie too so he he's done movies in. You know, again, like, I don't agree with uh, a lot of the things he said and the stuff that he puts out himself just makes him look bad. But yeah, I I don't want that to make me not review his movies. So Mm -hmm. uh, so that's it. That's the end of all of the categories. Uh, Before we run back down all of our uh, selections, let's talk about some of the movies that we wish that we could had used. So you being the guest, why don't you throw out some other titles, uh, maybe even in the top 50 that you couldn't find a spot for and including movies outside of it. Yeah. So some of the other movies outside of the, the top 30, a Knight's tale. Mm, And come featuring the cutaways. Yes. Actually, hold on. At the at the time the listeners hear this, that would have been the last episode. <laughs> oh, 
Awesome. I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah. A Knight's Tale, which I wish I could have used for comedy or even breakout performance. Yes. Even uh, possibly uh, soundtrack. Yeah. I mean, that one could have been used in so many places. Uh, Zoolander is another one that I could have used in comedy that I love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I love that movie. The Royal Tenenbaums, I would have used as best director because I love Wes Anderson. <laughs> yeah, we discussed him in the movie game. <laughs> yep. Um, a couple other ones. Uh, Gosford Park, I probably Gosford would Park. have used is that for the, drama. Is that like the, the mystery movie? Yeah. Uh, With set the Ryan like- Philippi. Yeah, he is in that movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. Julian yeah. Fellows uh, wrote okay. it. He's the guy who created Downton Abbey. Oh, you know, that makes a lot of sense, actually. Yeah, yeah, it definitely has the upstairs-downstairs thing going on there. That's a really great one. It really, um, yeah, yeah, I saw that when it first came out, like when I was working out Blockbuster. Definitely worth a watch. Yeah, I am. Bridget Jones's Diary is another one that came out that year, which is a lot of fun. It was number 31 on the list. Because <laughs> if it if it had been like just one higher, I probably would have used that for female performance. Okay, I can see that. Yeah, that would have been, yeah. that would have been a good one. Um, my, uh, well, tied for me as my all-time favorite movie is Amelie. It's a French film. And mm, okay. uh, I would have chosen that for soundtrack because... I listen to the that soundtrack all the time. I, I guess it's more score, but I have the CD. I've listened to it to go to bed for years. I, it's a beautiful soundtrack. Is there um, anyone in that movie that appears in a lot of American movies? Uh, well, we mentioned The Da Vinci Code earlier. Audrey Tattoo is the female lead in that okay. movie. And okay. she is the titular character in Amelie. Um, oh, okay. I know what you're talking about now. It's got the is is it like a green cover box and yep. she's wearing like a red shirt or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got it. So I'm familiar with the cover box at least because I need to put them away. <laughs> yeah, and uh, here in the U.S., I think it's on Netflix right now. So awesome. Uh, if you're if you're down for reading subtitles, it's a great movie. I watch then... everything with subtitles and closed caption. It's a must in our household. <laughs> that's that's what I grew up with too. So yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I mean, when you deaf. got kids, yeah, kids in the house, <laughs> gotta have them. Yeah, uh, and then just a couple a couple other ones. Uh, Memento came out in two thousand one. Wow. I would have uh... loved to have used that for villain because I don't want to give anything away. Sure, sure. But uh, an unexpected villain in that movie. Um, and then some sort of out there ones, Ghost World. I don't know mm-hmm. if you've ever seen that movie. I, I, writing, the writing I, in that I, movie I is I saw great. it, uh, Thor Birch and uh, Scar Joe. I saw it just when it first came out. Mm-hmm. I I really like that movie. I actually, I did a, an episode with the Nerd on Nerd podcast on Ghost World, both uh, the movie and shout the... Shout out to them, yeah. Yeah, uh, both the movie and the graphic novel. And then uh, Recess School's Out. I don't know if you've ever seen the Recess movie. I haven't. Um, I think that actually came up on an episode of We Got Five where we did top five cartoons, I think it was called. And we had Mm -hmm. a guest who is like early 20s and he had recess on his list. And we were like, what is that? (laughs) It's It's a really fun movie. Well, it was a fun cartoon. I watched it because I had younger siblings 
Yeah. And the, it's, I think it's an underrated gem of a, a bit of a, like an animated comedy. So what I hear, um, I don't think that, yeah, my son was too young for that. So that's probably why I, I missed out on it too. And mm-hmm. my siblings, they were more like, um, uh, the Lizzie McGuire, you know, stuff like that. Okay. Around, around, I feel like around that time, that's what they were kind of watching. So, yeah. Yeah. That's what I had for honorable mentions, you know, outside okay. of the top 30. All righty. Very, yeah. A lot of great movies. Yeah. I, it's it's a, a great year for movies. It really is. The, the funny thing is, like, Anchorman, where I was just like, yes, I can use that for comedy. That was number 30. So that was like the dead last uh, movie oh. I could have used. Um, a couple other ones that were inside the 30 that I did not use, uh, Meet the Fockers could have been comedy because I just love Robin mm. De Niro and Ben Stiller together in those. Uh, it's, it's a trilogy, right? I, meet the Parents, Meet the Fockers. And then Little Fockers? I never saw the yeah, last one. I think one. you're right. I think you're right. I don't think I did either, to be honest with you. Uh, let's see here. We also had... Million Dollar Baby, uh, that was oh, number 24. Okay. That could have been for a uh, female performance, but I gave it to Drew Barrymore because that was, again, with the voting with my heart there as opposed to, uh-huh. you know, didn't she win Best Actress in that <laughs> yeah, role? Yeah, she did win Best Actress for a Million yeah. Dollar Baby. That could have also been Best Director and stuff. Like I saw it mm-hmm. like, a couple times. Or and, drama. Yeah, it's Yeah, you're right. And see, what did I go with? Aviator? Yeah. I still went with one that I'd probably watch yeah, more yeah, than I yeah. would Million Dollar Baby. Uh, let's see here. Starsky and Hutch was also in there. That could have been comedy, but I didn't really like the movie. So outside of the 30, at number 32, The Notebook. Ah. Uh. Number 32. So that one, yep, Rachel McAdams was in there. So that could have uh, been a few. Uh, Man on Fire. Right, that's another movie we've talked about before. Oh, Tony Denzel, Scott, Denzel again, acts, right? Yeah, so that could have been like, well, I don't know if I would have put that in director, but maybe action, I guess. Uh, mm-hmm. The Terminal that could have been drama. Oh uh, yeah, Tom Hanks, yeah, or even director, I guess, if you want to go that route. Ray for male performance, perhaps for Jamie Fox, that could have been a good one. Mm-hmm. And I'll just go ahead and end it with a. Uh, Wow, Denzel had another movie that been cheering candidate. So I saw both movies as well, the remake and the original. Uh, gosh, you know what? I keep scrolling and I keep finding more movies. Uh, Hellboy, yeah. Friday Night Lights, Miracle, so Butterfly Effect, Dawn of the Dead. All right, I'll leave it at that. Promise. Yeah. So. Well, uh, wasn't uh, Dodgeball, didn't that come out in 2004 also? You're right. Another Ben Stiller. Yeah, that one uh, could have been comedy, but uh, I still gave it to Anchorman. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I was thinking, what what about the uh, Jeremy Long, right? Wasn't wasn't he in that one? Um, uh, Justin no, Long. Was Justin Long. Oh, yeah. You know, Jeremy Long's a porn star. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, ladies. Look him up. Um, anyway, but uh, yes, Justin Long. Right? Wasn't that him? Yeah, Justin played, Long. Okay, okay. So he could have been maybe breakthrough performance? But I oh, think that's yeah. like the first movie I would go to, I, I think, with him. Mm-hmm. Right before before Zach and Mary. Yeah. Zach and Mary make a porno and and all the other movies thereafter. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so not a bad year for movies. Um, definitely a lot, a lot more fun with this one. I, I saw a lot of the movies that came out that year, clearly. 
you know, where yeah. you go back to the other movie wars. So I'm like, okay, well, I have this on here, but I haven't seen it. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, so things like that. So it's kind of more fun when you do the movies when you're like, okay, yeah, I was a teenager or I was a young adult. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah, because I know when when you told me to choose a year, I was looking further back and then I was coming into the the problem where I hadn't seen as many as I would have liked to, or there wasn't enough like data to have a full th- list of 30 from that year. So yeah, like imagine me starting off the very first movie wars with 1984. That's that's still like the oldest year. Um, <laughs> currently, you know, three episodes in. And I'm just like, Oh, my God, I, I think I might have had like a handful of movies that I hadn't seen that I threw in there just because I knew about them. So, yeah, I think like Amadeus was in there too. I feel. Oh, that's a great it, movie. See, I haven't seen it, and I know it won all types of awards. So I, I forgot what I threw it under. I think either drama or writing. I mean, it it would be great in either one of those categories. <laughs> it's an amazing movie. <laughs> yeah, I I would definitely I, I do want to watch that. I, I do love me some good dramas. Um, all right, Amanda. Well, that wraps up uh, the third edition of Movie Wars. I want to thank you so much for staying up so late to record this with me. Oh, yeah. Thank you for having me. I'm sorry we had some technical difficulties early on. (laughs) It happens. It happens. But uh, again, where can listeners find your show and uh, where they can interact you on social media? Yeah. So I have Amanda's Picture Show A Go-Go, and that's on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, On Twitter, it's at Amanda's Pick Show. And then on Facebook and Instagram, it's the full title. And then I also have a spinoff podcast from that called Culture Papa Go-Go that I do with my mom and sisters. Um, And it's more full on pop culture based instead of just uh, movies. And that's uh, Culture Papa Go-Go on Facebook and Twitter. All right. And for me, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Podstalgic. Um, if you follow me on Twitter, you can actually, you know, find the links to my other shows as well, or at least the my accounts uh, in my profile. So, you know, if if I said something that you're interested in, whether it's original remake or we got five, those accounts are in my profile. Uh, follow core10parts.com to get the latest contents from uh, Podstalgic or we got five. And there's a bunch of other great shows as well associated with the network. Um and so, but that will be it. Uh, next episode will probably be a movie, but I, you know, I have been enjoying working with Amanda lately and we've been doing mm-hmm. all these fun, you know, movie games and stuff like that. So more collaborations coming up. I'm supposed to be a guest uh, at the end of the month too. So again, I'm, I, you know, I don't know if the episode's out yet at this moment or it's coming out, but we're supposed uh, to be doing Valerian. Yes, probably coming out soon. <laughs> there you go. Coming out soon or maybe out if you would listen to this a little bit late, uh, you know, from when it was actually released. So uh, thank you guys all again. If you haven't left an iTunes review, please consider leaving one and spend a couple minutes uh, leaving Amanda one as well. That really help out both shows and the visibility. Uh, support your independent podcasters. Aw, thanks, Peter. <laughs> oh, hey, yeah, no problem. Thank you again, Amanda, for joining me. We will all talk to you later. Bye. I thought love was only true in fairy tales Meant for someone else but not for me Love was out to get me That's the way it seemed Disappointment haunted all my dreams And then I saw her face
Thank you for listening to the Court and Parts Podcast Network. To listen to more Court and Parts shows, visit courtemparts.com.